Good evening, I'm Abby Phillip in New York. April 22nd, that's a date that you should circle on your calendar. It may go down as a defining day in the history of the Republic. It's the day that the Supreme Court says that it will hear oral arguments on the question hanging over the 2024 election like a guillotine. Is Donald Trump immune from prosecution on charges that he interfered with the 2020 election? Is he immune from anything related to that violent January 6th insurrection that he encouraged? Now, the high court revealed its plan in a two dry paragraphs. The justices set out a clear timeline there, one that t collides directly with his other trials and with the election that is very much underway. March 19th, for example, is the due date for briefs. March 19th is also the day when voters in Arizona, in Florida, in Illinois, in Kansas, and Ohio all head to the polls. That's when 350 delegates are on the line in the race for the Republican nomination. Now, the courtroom clash does give Trump a chance to forever make an imprint on how this country operates. That is, if the court agrees with his lawyers that presidents are above the law, just because they're president. It's an argument that every court so far has soundly rejected, and it also makes it possible, maybe even likely, that Trump can get exactly what he wanted, a delay in his trials but beyond the 2024 election. So far, the special counsel's office on the other side of the case isn't commenting. And as we come on the air, neither is the Biden White House nor President Biden's campaign. Now, Trump himself, well, here's what he said just last month. It's the opening of a Pandora's box, and that's a very, that's a very sad thing that's happened with this whole situation. Uh, when they talk about uh, threat to democracy, that's your real threat to democracy. And I feel that as a president, you have to have immunity. I've read a lot of legal reports lately and scholarly reports that are saying you really have to have a president of this country has to have immunity or they're not going to be able to function in office. Now, there are at least six burning questions that we have about what this decision actually means for Trump's legal issues and also for that calendar. Here to help us with the answers is CNN senior legal analyst Ellie Honig. Ellie, we got 99 problems All as a country, right. but six <laughs> questions for you. So let's start with question number one. Who decides when this trial ultimately happens? Yeah, Abby, so trial dates are always the result of a tug of war. Typically, prosecutors ask for earlier, sooner trial dates, and typically defendants try to delay. Donald Trump did not invent this tactic, but the decision is up to the trial judge. In this case, Judge Tanya Chuck and trial judges have broad discretion over when to schedule a trial. What she says is going to go. She's the one who has the yeah. decision ultimately. So is it possible that Trump still can get to a trial before the November election? So this is the big question that I think is on people's minds. A couple key dates, of course, the election, November 5th. We've got the Republican convention. July 15th. But now, when could this opinion come down from the Supreme Court? It seems like the most realistic timing for that would be sometime in early June. But remember, though, when this trial was put on pause, they were still two months or so out from the trial. So the judge would have to build in a couple months for trial prep, for motions, for discovery. So we're looking realistically, if the judge wants to try to get it in, at a start date sometime around August. That's going to take us through August, through September, and probably into October. We're getting really close 
to election yeah, day. Yeah, and that's going to become important for one of our later questions. Yes. But uh, the next one here, uh, would the election itself, election day, yeah. ultimately have some impact on when the trial happens? So there's no formal rule saying you cannot have a trial on election day or near election day, but it would be problematic in two ways. One, I think DOJ and a judge might worry that the outcome of a trial this close to the election day could sway the election, and vice versa. If I'm prosecuting this case, I'd be a little worried about a juror saying, well, maybe I think he's guilty, but I'm not comfortable with finding someone guilty on November 1st or something when you have an election a few days later. So it gets into really tricky ground at that point. Yeah, and what about the DOJ? They've got their own rules about elections. Yes, you will Would hear- they even have a verdict? So you will hear much about this fabled 60-day rule at DOJ, but it does not strictly apply here. What the rule says is, at DOJ, you should not announce big indictments. You should not take over steps, execute a search warrant, serve subpoenas within 60 days of an election. But trials are different. DOJ does not control trial dates, as we just showed. It's a judge. And so trials are technically not part of the 60-day rule. You could argue they're within the same spirit, though. So in a quick follow-up, if yep. Donald Trump is elected and this is potentially going to trial, yeah. would DOJ allow the trial to go forward if he's the incoming president? Short answer is no. DOJ has a longstanding policy that yeah. they will not indict or try a sitting president. So, uh, question number five. We've got uh, potential uh, for delays here. Can two trials happen at the same time? We give you a very simple answer here. No, you cannot have two trials at the same time because the defendant has the right to be physically present at his trials. He obviously can't be in two places at once. It's a core constitutional right. We will not have two trials. That's not well, a great no. Well, but. <laughs> but it's it's loud and clear for anybody at home who wants to see. Okay, that leads us right to question number six. He has a right to be president. Yes. Does he have to be president? Generally speaking, yes, with some very, very narrow exceptions. If, for example, someone is being physically disruptive, they can be removed from the courtroom. He could probably ask for permission to miss certain days. You remember in the civil cases, though, Donald Trump sort of came and went. He was there some days. He was not there others. Generally speaking, at a criminal trial, the defendant has to be and will be present every day. It'll physically take him right off the campaign trail, but, you know, yeah. he knows how to turn a courtroom into the campaign yeah, trail. Yeah, I mean, it is unusual to not have a defendant if they're facing a criminal charge, but, you know, yes, a I've former president. never seen a defendant Very miss a unusual trial. in yeah. a lot of other ways as well. Ellie Honig, thank you exactly. very much.